Welcome back. If you're looking for that podcast, get your creative juices flowing and help you level up in your business, you've come to the right place. The Leanne Shelton podcast is all about that. We have lots of solo and guest episodes. That's all about marketing, sales, copywriting, business growth, ChatGPT in there too, uh, and mindset. And it's run by me, Leanne Shelton. I'm an SEO copywriter, trainer, and speaker. And I hope that these episodes are, I guess, infotainment for you to help you smash your small business goals. Uh, now, before we do delve in, make sure you take a moment to subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you always have easy access to inspiring and actionable tips. And today I do have a guest with me, and that is Dylan Vanus. So welcome, Dylan. Hey, good to be here. Good to have you. And I'll just quickly read out your bio and then we'll get into this awesome topic today, uh, all about personal branding and stepping up in a few different ways. So so Dylan is a two-time eight-figure founder and business speaker that works with some of the world's largest personalities and brands. He's shared the stage with business icons such as Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary B., uh, Patrick Bet David, Ed Milet, and many other household names. With hundreds of thousands of followers across social media and a writer for major business publication, entrepreneur.com, Dylan has been able to build relationships with some of the world's most influential people, all while impacting millions of people worldwide. So very cool. Very excited to have you here. Um, and I want to start with, yeah, how have you built such a powerful network and how did you get yourself on stage with those big names? Like how, how, what brought you to where you are today? Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm 28. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm that old. And if you told me, you know, five or six years ago when I was like 22, like, hey, dude, in five years, you're, this is where you're going to be at. I would have been pretty stoked. And it wouldn't have been like the thing where it's like unrealistic, but it definitely, I definitely would have been like, cool. Cause really where I'm at is the, is the life I, I kind of crafted, right? Like if I painted a picture of like where I wanted to be, it'd be here. So I'm super grateful that, that I've been able to like move towards that and create the life I, I really want. Um, as far as being on stages and, and having a high value network, um, the biggest thing for me is is anytime someone invites me anywhere, anytime there's an opportunity to meet new people, I say yes. Like I, I am doing something pretty much every day, if not, if not every day, if not uh, once a day, twice a day. There is not uncommon for me to have a, bre- a networking breakfast or lunch, and also be networking at dinner too. Wow. Um, so, just saying yes, showing up, and then one of the most important parts of that is uh, showing up and just and just being present, adding value and not being the guy trying to pitch. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm just there in the room, uh, getting to know people and trying to add value as much as possible. And so how do you do that? Like do you ask certain questions to people. What, what do you contribute to the conversations? How do you run? How, how do you do? I mean, look, I'm in networking. I love it. I'd love to know what kind of, yeah. How do you, uh, communicate with people that you don't know? Are you always looking out for new people or seeing those you know and reconnecting with them? What's kind of your little strategy for the networking space? I'm just super curious. Like I love to know, especially if someone is either they're like, you know, far more successful than me 
or maybe it's someone that has like kind of like carved out some some unique strategy in some area. I'm like just like like I I kind of like brain suck them. Like I look at it as like okay, like how can I like suck as much knowledge out and learn as much po- as possible? And I think for some people, it's like especially the the like the less known people, kind of like the I call them like the sleepers, the people who are successful but people don't really know them. Um, these guys and girls, they don't have a stage to speak on. Like no one's really given them that platform. So the moment, and this is what's great about a podcast, for example, I have my own podcast as well. Is like, I bring these super fascinating people on that typically they haven't had a stage to share and they just like, they just share everything. And you know, what's cool about the sleeper people is they're, they're respected highly by the non-sleeper people. You know, someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, like if you find out who Gary V's number two is, the guy who people don't know, the guy who's behind the scenes pulling all the strings, like, and you become his best friend. Well, what do you think he's going to say when you come up in conversation to Gary? Oh yeah, Dylan, that guy's awesome. Yeah, no, I met him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on. So, you know, I like to, I like to find the people. I missed that. What did you say? Is that what happened with you? Is that how you got to be like buddy buddy with Gary V on stage? <laughs> um, specifically with with Gary. So Gary, Patrick Bet David, uh, the Hermoses, a few others, like I actually uh partnered on an event where it was an event that had been thrown like three or four years in a row. And I went to them and I said, Hey guys, like this event's awesome, but you only get in a couple hundred people in the room. How about we do something? How about you guys pay for everything? You cover the venue, the speakers, literally everything. And I will do marketing pro bono to fill the room with people. So we did a partnership. This was last year, an event um, here in Vegas. We got 3,000 tickets sold for the event. We packed the room. We had an overflow of twice as many people in the room uh, on virtual. And then we had these big speakers, Patrick, the Hermoses, uh, Gary V come in. And that's where those specific ones came from. And the other ones were just, you know, spinoffs and spirals of people asking me to speak at their events. Oh, very, very cool. That's awesome. Um, I love it. And so, yeah, I, I also, just go back to the networking thing, I like to get curious as well and just go, all right, it's not about me. Because I think a lot of people, they freak out about the whole networking thing because they get caught up in their own head about, oh, what are people going to think of me? But if you're like, oh, I'm just going to get to know some really awesome people in this room, it's a much better way to do it. And you just, you learn from people, they get they get to trust you and they go, oh, wow, that person seemed really interested in me. And you just don't know what kind of things uh, come out of it, hey? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the things that, that because uh, look, my first networking event, I remember it was in 2016. Uh, I had moved to a new town where I didn't really know anyone. It was for a business opportunity. And uh, up in Canada, it was actually in Calgary. And I went on meetup, meetup.com, right? Like where there's just random networking events. And I saw one. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to this. I didn't know a single person there. Talk about like, this was uh, seven years ago. So that's uh, 21-year-old Dylan. Going into a room, you know, I, I wore a button-up shirt. Like I look like a kid at the time. I look super young, and I walk in. I don't know anyone. But what I what got me out of my head of being like scared to to show up and network was let me just make one friend today and make one potential business opportunity. Because a lot of people go to these networking events and they have this big thing. It's like, well, let me you know let me close a big deal or let me whatever it is, right? And you're putting too much pressure on yourself. 
But if your objective is one friend and one business opportunity, that's simple. And the beautiful thing about that is if you come to the same event next week and the week after and the week after, well, guess what? In two months, half the room is your friends and you created eight business opportunities out of it. Mm -hmm. Simple, small, consistent steps over time. Be patient because networking isn't a short game. It's a long game. But if you can master it, it can be very lucrative. Yeah, I agree. And I know that, I mean, yeah, I've got a meetup myself. Marketing Me Meetup is through meetup.com. I started it almost five years ago. And it's been a nice casual way. Just, yeah, there's been same people uh, or different people. There's a mixture of everyone who comes along. Um, I want to ask you as well, with the business opportunity thing, uh, because I always push collaborations within the group. Like we went kind of through a health and wellness niche and now it's kind of just broadened out again but still it's helping all those people to hang out um the business opportunity do you go in thinking uh your end client or do you go thinking about more referral or collaboration partners so both it's whatever can come from it and you know in my case uh you know i've got two companies the my software company, it's pretty niche like unless you happen to be a marketing agency owner that's you know got about you know, under 20 employees, less than 10 million in revenue, you're, you're not really the right fit unless you're that specific thing. But I do have my marketing agency, which we specialize in personal brand building. So for me, I go out, it's like, okay, if I meet someone somewhere, I can help someone build their personal brand through my agency. Um, And so, you know, I, I'll just have my eyes, uh, my eyes on opportunity. So if someone says something like, hey, I'm trying to grow on social media, it's like, I'll kind of just briefly mention, oh yeah, that's cool. Like I've done, and I'll kind of low, I'll, I'll do like the humble brag, we call it in the US. I don't know. Have you heard that term before? Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like you make a statement that's a brag. It's like a, it's like a authority statement, but you're not like, Ooh, I'm so wonderful. You, you, you do it low key. And then, then people are often intrigued and they'll kind of come back and like ask for more info. So I'm super open. Like Whatever it is, I love referrals. I I made I made millions of dollars. I had one I had literally one referral partner that I probably paid out one point five million dollars in commissions over the last three years. So like I've I've had a ton of successful referral partners, and that's a big reason I've been able to grow. Yeah, fantastic. All right, so let's go back a step. And what's your definition of personal branding? Uh, so personal branding is is let's break it down, right? It's it's a personal brand. It's your brand. So what is that, right? We think of a brand as, you know, some of the most known brands in the world, Coca-Cola, Apple, right? And so like, what is it? Well, on a personal aspect, what are you saying about yourself to the world? And how are people identifying you? If you meet people and they, they, you know, you meet them at an event, and then they follow you online. They see your, your stuff online. Like, what is it and how do they know you by? Most people, they're non-existent. They don't have anything. Um, so step one is like, let's, you know, a personal brand is you're building that online, typically online reputation about yourself. Yeah, fantastic. And so, okay, so let's go more into your thoughts on the importance of that personal branding to then build that strong I guess, presence on social media and like for anyone who who is just starting out, maybe someone's been avoiding social media too much. They post every now and again, but 
They've been posting more business sales stuff, but not enough about their own, like themselves. Like I know I always say this, you know, working in content marketing that yes, you can definitely put those promotional posts, um, stuff about the business uh, and stuff about, you know, some tips and whatever. But what really goes well and like, the algorithm loves, the engagement goes up, it's actually more about the person. I'm, I've always been big on this, the human behind the brand. And so I say, look, the posts that go really well are the ones like, hey, I took a couple of days away from the office to go work on my business uh, or here's me at a business retreat or here's me at a networking event um, and tagging people. That's the stuff that people seem to be more interested in. And then with the algorithm, they're more likely to see the other stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to hear your tips on how someone can just get started. I know I've I've been working very hard on this personal brand thing over the last few years. So I, I kind of have an idea, but love to hear from you. Uh, how does someone really get started, especially if they're introverted and don't like putting themselves out there? Well, one of the things is is uh, is understanding the, the truth behind personal brands. Because they're like, why why personal branding? It's like, Dylan, can I just grow my brand? Like my, my brand is Fiji Water. It's got a cool name. It's a cool product. Can I just grow that? Yeah. And the 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 thing is, is what's more sticky? Like, do you know who the the founder of Fiji Water is? No, but you sure as heck know the founder of of this, right? So the thing is, is is I don't think it's a coincidence that some of the largest brands in the world have really prominent faces behind them: Amazon, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla. Right? When you think of these companies, there's almost a uh, uh, equal association with Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, obviously he's passed away now, um, Jeff Bezos. So the the thing is, is if you want to grow a brand successfully in, in today's era, you have to kind of accept the fact that there needs a figure. Now I've gone and I've done keynotes in front of, um, you know, literally like, like IT, like B2B IT companies. I did a, I did a, I did a keynote for uh, one event. It was like, I started talking about personal brand and I just saw in the audience, people's, they just, their, their light switches went off. And that's when I start, I switched back around and I realized I said, okay, let's talk about how this works for a company. Because the thing is, is maybe, you know, maybe you're like, maybe you're not the person, but the thing is, is once you understand the psychology behind the reason of personal branding, which is personalities are more relatable and sticky, then you could find a spokesperson to be that. Now, um, if you find that spokesperson, then that person can, can create the content. So if you're terribly introverted, don't worry. It doesn't have to be you. Maybe it's your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law, your, your niece, your nephew, your uncle, your, you know, your COO, whatever it is, someone internally who can be that, that spokesperson. Yeah, I love that. Cause it's just, just connecting with other people it's just so you know we've learned that over the last few years that like connecting uh because I, I was running some training on linkedin the other day and i was just saying look you can build up your company profile on linkedin but you know what i often just skim over those posts from companies as like ads i kind of just don't really connect with it but when i see a person's name that's posted even the exact same post by a person and by a company I just feel like I can relate more to the person. And then when I comment and a person's name comments back, it's it's like the whole networking in the digital age, right? So I just feel like I can just connect with that person easier. And then if I do want to 
potential collaboration opportunities, I feel like it's more possible than just like this logo that I'm trying to reach out to. Um, yeah, like what are your thoughts on all that? I think that, uh, you know, I know from experience that it it works better. Um, the Like if you look at companies over time, they have spokespeople. Like, you know, the one of the the really famous ads that I grew up on was the uh, I'm I'm a Mac and I'm a PC ads where it's Apple and Microsoft and it's like I remember exactly what each one of those guys looks like but I don't remember you know what the logos looked like back then I don't and so I think it's important it's like we're in an era of face uh face tuning and photoshopping and all this like this uh fabrication where everyone's trying to create this reality that isn't really true. And deep at our core, humans love truth and transparency. That is actually something we yearn for. So if we understand that, it's like, let's let's create authenticity through, through people, through faces. And let's give, you know, I think oftentimes founders of companies, especially uh, modern companies, they love to have a platform to speak on. And so all personal branding is doing, it's giving an individual the ability to share their message with truth and authenticity in a way that relates to their potential customers. Yeah. And on the social, it doesn't have to be just like videos either. It can be how you come across in your words and your storytelling. Um, I'd love to hear, yeah, what's some examples of showing your personal brand on, on social media? How does it actually look? So the most common way people are doing it is just content, short form, you know, vertical, like Instagram reels or TikTok style content. Um, it's starting to become a, a little bit like overdone. Like a lot of people are creating that content. So I'm always trying to think about like, what's the thing to stay ahead of the game? You know, I've been creating video content on social media, you know, for years now, like for two, probably two or three years. I was pretty early, you could say, to, to doing that. Um, but given that, um, you just want to get get content out there. And some people struggle with this. Like they 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 spend all this time trying to come up with ideas. The important thing is the action. Uh no, there a, a dollar's never been made on a notepad. The conception, the idea of a dollar has been. The the where the way you make money in business by is getting in front of people and adding value and, and exchanging exchanging money for value. That's literally what business is. So the thing is, is you have to get out of your head, step out in front of typically a camera right now, and and you uh and speak to your audience. Now, building a brand online, there's kind of like a there's like three elements of it. When I look at it like a, it's a pyramid. On the bottom level, there's what we call social proof. Or authority. You need to have what I call baseline level of social proof in order for people to give a crap about you. And so what that means is if someone goes to your page and you have 150 followers, they're probably not going to care. But if you've got 10,000, 15,000, like at least they're going to look and say, oh, like this person is an authority in their space. Um, that's one thing. So you have to first establish that baseline level of social proof. A good, a good uh, aesthetically pleasing page. Ideally, you have a website up, a personal brand website, some press articles, a little bit of followers, and this is all stuff that you can you can create, right? You can you can you can manufacture it. You can. That's the that's number one. Number two, from there, 
is you want to start tapping into uh, the uh, ability to get get people to see your stuff in the form of typically content. So that's what we just talked about. Create content so people can start um, organically finding you through the algorithm. And then the third level at the top of the pyramid is where you get the highest quality customers from, which is getting in front of other people's audiences. So once you built your baseline proof, then you've established uh, some audience of your own, you look at opportunities to get in front of other people's audiences, podcasts, stages. And this is where the really the pinnacle of personal branding is, is when you can speak on a stage. If you're in an audience, for example, the event I told you about earlier on, we got 3,000 people who paid to see this event. Um, that's like the ideal audience. Those people at the uh, those people at that event, they're they're paying to be there, and so the likelihood of them potentially becoming a customer of yours is super high. So overall, that's the way I kind of conceptualize and see the you know the starting of a personal brand online. Does oh, that make sense? Yeah, that was a great, great summary. That was awesome. Because uh, I know that, you know, I've been working on this, uh, I mean, in terms of the content, putting that out there, the follows. I mean, I know that I'm definitely more well-known in my local community because I do a lot of the networking there. And that's uh, like, you know, I've had little stories of my husband talking to someone and they go, oh, you're married to Leanne Shelton um, <laughs> because she's been part of the, like, the local chamber and business chamber and things like that. Um, but, yeah, and so it's it's and then moving up to the scale of speaking on stage, which that's kind of where I'm getting to at the moment. And I would love to pick your brain on how to get yourself there, uh, like in terms of pitching yourself for conferences or um, or for just, just speaking gigs in front of, you know, organisations for their annual whatever, their annual event or something. I'd love to hear your thoughts. How do you go about, uh, I mean, do you look for who that 2IC basically is, like this the side person, uh, find them on social, LinkedIn, stalk them, you know, then kind of become buddy-buddy for this opportunity? Do you go out of your way and just like, the cold calls. We'd love to hear your approach for like yeah, getting on stage. Uh, because look, I'm selfish reasons. I'm inquiring for me. But anyone who's out there go, all right, yes, cool. I think I've got a really good following on socials. I'm putting the content out there. I'm ready for that next step. Yeah. So there's there's three ways to get on stage. Okay. And all three of them have, have different methods on how you're gonna actually approach them. The, the thing is, I'm going to bust a myth right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose something that people will think. People are not going to reach out to you and ask you to come speak at their event. We, unless you happen to be, you know, crazy known brand. Let's talk like, let's say like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Jay Shetty, you know, a, a, a incredibly well-known person. In which case, those guys, they're charging 50, 70, you know, I've paid, literally had guys, uh, for my events, pay, uh, charge six-figure sums to speak at the event. So that's not going to happen. So don't sit there and like you know put up your website with a little speaking tab and just wait for people to reach out to you because that's not happening. Yeah. So method one is is my favorite. In fact, I've done it multiple times. I've just described how to do it, and it's a way for you to guarantee you get on any stage you want. What is it? It's create the stage. Create the stage. Why not just host your own event? You can literally have a meetup where you're hosting your own event. If you're an expert on whatever it is, let's say you're you're an accountant, you could be the expert on taxes, 
real estate agent. You could be the expert on how to invest in real estate. In my case, I'm in marketing, so I'll be the expert on you know, going viral online or building a personal brand. So I host these events. In fact, to have a TED event, I actually got the license to do a TED event, uh, TEDx event in Vegas uh, this year, and I'm just using it as a stage. Now, the cool part about it is what I can do with that is I can now cherry pick and actually offer other people the opportunity to speak on my stage. And now I'm, I'm living my motto, lead with value. I'm giving people value where they can come speak to my audience. That's one thing. Um, now, filling the audience, getting people there is a whole different conversation. But at least that's, you know, that's one conversation about one, one opportunity. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. A second method, second way to do it is um, is uh, network. So for me, I'd say all of the stages I've been on that are not my own stages, um, 80% of them, so four out of every five, have been uh, someone who said, hey, Dylan, I'm having an event. Uh, I know you do speaking. Can you speak at it? Which is... Uh, which is the other thing. So just having that network and, and letting people know, know that you do speak, you speak on stages. Every time you speak on a stage, no matter how big it is, take a photo of it and put it on social media so that everyone in your network is like, oh, this person's on stage. When I have in my event, let me invite them. Um, so that's number two. Uh, and by the way, you'll be lucky if you get your expenses paid. Don't expect if you, unless you've you know really been doing the circuit for a while to be getting paid to speak. You know, some of the guys, guys and girls yeah. I know, Yeah, <laughs> it's like your purpose isn't to get paid 5k or 3k or 10k or 20k to speak is to, to get in front of an audience and potential customers, get capture content and, uh, and that, and then the third method, the third method is the way you can actually be proactive and reach out to people. And with this third method, it gives you the ability to open up uh, new networks and stages that aren't within your network. So the way uh, I go, the way I have my team do this for me is uh, it's kind of funny. So we actually look, We I live in Vegas, so I'm lucky where I can actually pretty much there's events here every week. So we reach out to events and say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm reaching out on behalf of, uh, and they put my info in and they say, Dylan happens to be in town this week of the mm -hmm. event. And so, you know, I figured uh, rather than you having to pay accommodations and flights for a speaker, Dylan could could be that speaker. And because of that, we've gotten events uh, events that way. Now, taking it one step further, because look, if they're looking at two speakers, you, yeah. you know, me, and then there's like someone else who similar topic, similar following size, like, and they don't have to pay any expenses, like they'll, you know, choose me. But I've also gone and done that other ways where there's events I wanted to speak at and I have my team reach out to the team and say, Hey, Dylan's going to be in town that weekend. You don't have to cover any of the expenses. He, he, we'd love to, uh, he's available on Saturday to speak if you want. And I'm not going to be in town, right? <laughs> well, now I am when they say yes, but, uh, that's the third, that's the third way of getting on stages. Yeah. And you think it works better having a third party, like someone else say it on your behalf rather than you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, it's a little weird if it's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be there. Like, let me speak. But, um, uh, not everyone has a team in which case there's like the thought of like, should I just make up a fake assistant name? Yeah. And it's really me. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. Um, 
personally, I'm not a fan of that. I prefer to be authentic as much as possible. So, you know, I, I would just say, I would just use your own name or, you know, you can hire someone, an assistant to do it. Mm-hmm. And someone overseas often isn't that expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but my rule of thumb is just try to be authentic and be yourself because the people at the top, they can see through all the bullshit, the BS anyways. So you might as well just be authentic from the start. Yeah. And it's very interesting about like not being paid, I guess, because I know there's always this whole, oh, I'm, you know, making sure you're not doing anything for free, own your worth and all this kind of thing. But I think for you, you're thinking more like the long term, right? So you're thinking, all right, I'll do this as a freebie, but the exposure in front of how many people and the work or the followers that the potential that can come from that is 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 like worth it beyond being paid for that gig. Yeah, everything I think about is I think about the long game. And that's one thing that's really benefited me. And to be honest, I, you know, if and maybe there's a group of people in the world who think like, no, you're worth, don't do anything for free. But as someone who's thrown events, if I have the choice of the guy who's going to come out, pay, either pay his way or show up for free. And the guy who's like, I know my worth. I'm not going to do this. Like, yeah. I'm going to choose the guy who wants to be there. Like, this yeah. is an opportunity I'm giving to you. So you either accept it or I'm going to move on to the next guy. Mm, Very interesting perspective there. And so um, is it the matter of doing the research going, all right, what's just Googling, what are some events coming up and how far in advance would you, because I know some of these things are booked in, guest speakers are booked in like 12 months in advance or something. Do, do, Do your team go, you know, a few months in advance or how far before the event? is it ideal to reach out to have a good chance, I guess, of getting on stage? Well, the sweet spot is three to nine months. Um, You know, anything over nine months, there's really, there's a lot of time for plans to change. So, Mm. and anything before three months, oftentimes it's already like the schedule's already locked um, locked in. And so uh, the easiest way to do it is there's literally websites dedicated to it. I don't know what they are in each city. Everyone has different ones, but you just Google like uh, business conferences in my city or, you know, if you're an art, whatever your industry is, real estate conferences in Las Vegas. Um, Again, I have the luxury of having a conference every other week, every week. Um, But there's, I can guarantee, unless you're in, you know, the the middle of nowhere in whatever city you're in, like there's, there's going to be a conference at least once a month in some kind of ripple that's similar to yours in your city. So start there and, and go ahead and look out, plan out for the, look at the, the events for the next nine months, write them out, drop them into a Google sheet, event name, event phone number, event email, and just go ahead and just send an email to each one. We have chat GPT. Now you can literally create an AI email that's customized. You can take the, the event page, paste it into chat GPT and say, I'm gonna. I'm interested in speaking at this event. Write an email to the the host name, you know, Julia, and go ahead and say that I'm gonna be in town on the date, and that I'd love to speak there. Hit enter. It'll come up with the email. Copy that in. Paste it, and you're done. So cool. It sounds so easy. Uh, have you done a professional speaking training? Like, is that something you recommend to people? I know I've done a few days of it, but is that something that's a requirement to get on stage? So. Well, I mean, the better you speak at that event and that better the better your likelihood of speaking at other events is. Yeah. Um, however, the most important thing is having your um your like keynote talk, the topics. Yeah. 
So I recommend having two topics, um, one about the business side of things, whatever your industry is. And then one about like uh, something more generic along the personal or um, personal development, success, motivation, hardship, kind of a more generic topic. And when you're sending these emails, you can say, you know, Dylan, Dylan, you know, Dylan or Leanne, whoever it is, frequently talks about, uh, can talk about these two subjects. Um, and then they can kind of pick like, Hey, which one do you want? And the soft call to action on these emails is, um, you know, is wh which one of those topics do you think would be best suited for your event? Yeah. And I know there's the whole speaking then, profile thing a lot too, that you can send over something pretty that has your background experience. Here's the topics. Here's, we can follow me on socials. Um, or even like, if you have spoken before, it's been filmed, here's a link to it on YouTube that can all help as well, right? If they, if you are relatively unknown still, you're still building a personal brand. Yeah. And the thing is like, I've, we've literally, I've literally split tested, like we're actively split testing, like which one is better. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a isolated case because if you Google me, you can see my socials and all that stuff. For someone who doesn't have a personal brand, I would say whatever you can do to instantly build as much no like and trust right as much reality and making it more real for people that are watching that's extremely important or that are uh, viewing uh the viewing the email it's extremely important because you really have like three to ten seconds to capture someone's attention so if you can list off like the key things any kind of screenshots anything to just to build that no like trust you know as a copywriter you understand how important that stuff is yeah yeah awesome love it and okay i want to ask it for those because okay, let's just say you have taken this awesome opportunity to speak for free on stage you've uh you know built up a bit more of your branding on stage what do you do next to make sure you're capturing the opportunity do you do you always have at the end of your talk a qr code or something and get people to to fill it out do you um i mean i know it's not always possible to get especially for large audiences everyone's contact details how do you kind of, what are the next steps that you take to make sure you can potentially, you know, monetize that opportunity? So it depends on, it depends on the event. Like how far is the event willing to let you go? Mm. There's like literally varying degrees of it. There's events where they're like, you get to speak, you can not, like nothing after that. Like you can't selling on tell stage. people to yeah. talk to you. Like, yeah, nothing. <laughs> All the way to events, like I've done seven figures. I've done over a million dollars in sales from individual like weekend talks where they let you have a table at the back of the room and you can have people like signing up right there. So the question is like, really, it's like, how far will the event let you go? Just to give you a couple ideas though, there's like, you know, if I were to just kind of put it into a couple buckets at the events where they say nothing. All you do is at the end, you say, my name's, you know, my name is Dylan Venice. Uh, you can find me uh, at dylanvenice.com or I'll be here for the rest of the night. If you want to come chat with me, find me, I'll be in the back corner and that's it. And then from there, you know, you're, you should have ideally have someone with you uh, and you guys can both be, you know, getting as much info as possible, uh, exchanging info and setting, setting up calls. That's like that one for the people who are like, you can't sell, but you can like, you know, do some kind of a soft offer in th that case. Uh, typically you'll do a QR code for a free session, strategy session or a free digital download, whatever it is. If you're some, if it's a smaller event and you're, you're 
kind of in like the mid range of success. Um, QR code for free session directly with you is probably the thing. If it's like a, you know, 500 person event, you probably can't handle, you know, mm-hmm. 200 people getting free sessions. So just do like a free ebook. You, you They scan it, they put their info in and you got them now on your list. And then for the third level, uh, which is the people who are, uh, who are like, you can sell. Typically it's a commission base where whatever you sell, you have to split to some extent with the event, uh, the person who's running the event. So in that case, uh, typically you'd want to have like a clear, like one offer. You're not saying, Hey, like you can do this and this and this with me. You want one product. You want it to be, you know, at a price point that's heavily discounted from the regular price point. And you want to be able to, um, to literally have your credit card processor there. So you can swipe credit cards like on site. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Everyone's probably taking heaps of notes. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that's like, and I'm sorry that it's like, I'm, I'm like literally giving you all this info. I'm, I apologize. No, um, no, this is great. This is no, no, it's so good. And I think, just, you know, everyone, you know, has tuned in our personal branding. This is where it can all lead to, right? And you can be like Dylan and make, you know, a lot, a lot of money after you've gone on stage and, for free and then optimize that opportunity so you've got to start that baseline like you mentioned with the socials um really building up their presence and this is this is where like because people won't just buy from anyone they've got to know either you're uh, referred by someone they trust and they've used you and they've loved you or whatever products or services or you've built up enough of that trust online, they've been following you and they feel like you're their best friend, even though they have no idea who you are. Um, you have no idea who they are. So I think it's just where the personal branding thing is so important. Just if you want, I mean, it is a long game, um, as you know, Dylan's kind of saying, but um, I, yeah, it's just about showing up. I mean, is there any like final tip or a piece of advice you'd like to offer the listeners just about the personal branding whether they're just getting started or they're ready to take that next step. So one of the things that stops a lot of people from getting started is uh, this fear of like, what are other people going to think about them? And so to anyone in that boat, I was there. I was, I had literally created a second uh, social media account. It was called like a uh, uh, Dylan marketing. And I was going to do this whole other brand around Dylan marketing until one of my friends said, Dylan, you're, you're trying to run away from what? And I was like, well, like these girls I had a crush on back in high school, like, what are they going to think? Or like, you know, what's my mom going to say when I'm posting every day and she didn't sign up for business posts. She signed up to watch my dogs, you know, uh, run around the house. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm running away from, from what I'm running away from this fear. And this is the exact reason I should face it. You see, if I go make this second account and allow myself to, to cope and, and, and run away, it's going to come up another point in my life in the future. So let me face this now and face this challenge head on and let me just do it. And so I just made the posts and now, you know, I have all those posts and I bet a good portion of those cute girls from high school unfollowed me, (laughs) whatever. They're not going to buy from me anyways. They don't even care about my stuff. That's fine. But what's more important than all that I just said, is to know. I go into my insights right now on on Instagram. I'll pull it up real quick here, and what you'll see is that um, that of the people who follow me, let's see. There's I've reached four hundred five hundred forty four thousand people in the last thirty days. 
-hmm. right here. And it says 533,000 of them are non-followers. 533,000 of the 544,000 I've reached, 98% of the people who've seen my stuff in the last 30 days don't even know who I am. Wow. People don't care about you. The people who do know you, only 2% of the people who see my stuff know who I am. So just get started, face your fears, and don't worry because the opportunity exists outside of your current ecosystem. Ah, oh, love that. That's a great way to end it because it's yeah, so much mindset goes into it, right? Uh, but yeah, like ultimately, what do you want out of life? You can't keep thinking about other people judging you and getting them holding you back. So absolutely love this. Thank you so much, Dylan. I uh, love chatting about all this stuff with you. Um, and I'll make sure all your uh, contacts and everything are in the show notes so everyone can reach out to you and follow your stuff. And um, yeah, but thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Good conversation. This was fun. Thank you. And thanks, you listener, for tuning in to another episode of the Leanne Shelton podcast. Check out the show notes. The link will be in the um, in the episode. Um, and make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and leave reviews if you can and share across your socials. And yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Look out for me, Leanne Shelton at 247. Or you can book in a free 15-minute chat, which is also um, down below in wherever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, I love to chat with you and I hope you have a great day and work on your personal brand. Do something small towards it today. See ya.